Today's healthcare can be confusing, frustrating, and at times downright scary. Here to help with clearing up the confusion, putting an end to the frustration, and making it a lot less scary. Here from Los Angeles are your hosts, Eric and Roy, on the Informed Patient Radio Show. Well, welcome to the Informed Patient Radio Show. We're so glad you tuned in. I am your host, Eric. Hi, Eric. This is uh, Roy. <laughs> Hi, Roy. Today's episode, we'd like to talk to you about durable medical equipment and how does somebody qualify for durable medical equipment when we want insurance to pay for it. So two things that we want to start off with with uh, durable medical equipment or DME. A, you need a doctor's order or a practitioner's order or prescription to get DME. Second, you, uh, if you want insurance to pay for it, there also has to be documented medical necessity. Very important to note if you want your insurance or Medicare or Medicaid to pay for it. And we'll go ahead and talk about the most commonly used DME and Roy will start us off. Yeah, well, some of the more common things that are ordered when somebody's discharging from the hospital or they're at home and the doctor orders for them would be, uh, for example, a walker or a cane. And uh, these are generally ordered when somebody has a, an unstable gait. And then they need these to improve their ability to participate in things like uh, ADLs, which are activities of daily living, and to prevent falls so they don't wind up back in the hospital. Oh, okay. And then let me ask you something, Roy. I noticed that some people walk around with different types of walkers. Can you kind of briefly just say which ones those are? Yeah, there's uh, also walkers that are, uh, well, there's a front wheel walker is probably the most common one that you see. Okay. And uh, it just has the wheels on the front, uh, and then they have like the skis, or sometimes you'll see tennis balls that are attached on, on oh, the Oh, okay, back and that's that's called a front wheeled walker? That's a front wheel walker, okay. and it folds up, can put in your car, you know, that kind of thing. And oh, okay, yeah. It's pro- probably considered the most uh, safe by your physical therapist and people in general. Right, yeah. A little less expensive, too, okay. than, than some of them. Uh, you see some of these uh, four-wheel walkers that have like a handbrake uh, oh, yeah. on both sides, right? And and those those are nice, and a lot of them have seats, and they have like little baggage things on them stuff, but they're also not quite as uh, considered quite as safe because if the brakes get away from you, it's on four wheels, and it could it can get away, and you could wind up falling a lot easier. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So uh, sometimes the insurances will help cover some of that in part because they'll take part of what was going to be covered with the front-wheel walker, and but you need to talk to who's ever covering your durable medical equipment to, to get the whole GIF on right. how that works. So. Oh, yeah. And another popular durable medical equipment uh, that's ordered is a wheelchair. And this is ordered when a patient is unsafe to walk with a walker, and then the wheelchair is required in order to improve participation in daily activities. Oh, okay. And the patient is um, willing to use the, the wheelchair inside and outside the house, and there's a caregiver available to assist with the wheelchair. Okay. So. You know, there's there are situations sometimes where people want a wheelchair and a walker, but the insurances are generally not going to pay for both. They're, right. They're going to yeah. and and they'll elect to go ahead and and get the wheelchair because well, it's a higher cost item, and they can purchase uh, a, a walker. walker. Yeah, yeah, because you know their their condition may change. Some days they may have a better day than than others, and right. they're able to use the walker a little bit to maybe get to the bathroom, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I've seen the walkers like at your typical retail place. Uh, they range. Maybe like 
gosh, I saw for like 60, 60 bucks to 100 bucks, depending on the durability. Plus, you, how many times you've seen them at uh, garage sales? You're talking about the wheelchair or the no, walker? the the walkers. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So I think the walker is typically not not that expensive. You can get even hand me downs, or you can even maybe go to the uh, the medical supply store and say, "What, what do, you, do you have sales or anything sure. like that?" So yeah, you're right. Uh, so the wheelchair would be easier to get the where if you can get the insurance to pay for the wheelchair, it's probably right. the better route to go. And then absolutely privately purchase from a walker. Yeah, good yeah. idea. But uh, and one of the next one on my list here that's. Uh, mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty popular are bedside commodes, sometimes oh, yeah. known as three-in-one commodes also. Right. And this is uh, when a patient, uh, for example, is, is confined and at night they're unsafe to walk to the bathroom or uh, maybe they're they're confined to a single room and there's no access to a bathroom. So that's... Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's going to help get that covered that way. So, right. Okay. Uh, and those are generally not uh, all that expensive. I know one thing on these, sometimes people use these as a... As like a shower chair or something, and and you really oh, shouldn't okay. because the, the, well the metal's different and, and yeah. they'll rust out fast and then right and then you know you, it's a couple of years till you can order one again but uh, not oh, suggested true. not suggested to use it that way right and uh, here we, uh, and also some other DMEs are one is pretty popular and we see this requested a lot is a hospital bed uh, but again if you want the insurance to pay for it you have to meet certain criteria and Medicare is pretty strict about this. Some of the some of the things that you can meet with is a, a specific pulmonary condition, such as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or congestive heart failure, where the where the doctor feels that the patient needs to have the head of the bed up at all times while in bed at either thirty degrees or more, where a regular bed and you can do propping of the pillows or anything just won't cut it. That's one way to qualify. Also, being very bed bound, very weak, where it requires another human being to help readjust or reposition the patient, that's qualifying also to help alleviate uh, certain types of pain and also any kind of aspiration precautions. If the physician or practitioner feels that the patient has a risk of aspirating, unless they're, again, 30 degrees or higher, that could be a qualifying criteria. Now, uh, take note, please, that Medicare to date will only pay for a semi-electric bed. So, again... For any of the stuff we're talking about, please would like to remind you that your case manager or discharge planner when you're in hospital can help go over the criteria again and help answer any questions about durable medical equipment. Now, the next medical item we'd like to talk about is kind of equipment and pharmaceutical, and that, again, is oxygen. Qualifying for oxygen is, again, pretty strict. You have to have what's called an oxygen saturation of 88% or lower while you're breathing room air. You can either qualify with that or if, say, you are breathing normally at, like, say, 95% room air, but the physician or practitioner feels that if you were to exert yourself and that will drop your percentage down to 88% or lower. So they would do a test with a pulse oximeter with uh, where they would measure your oxygen saturation while at rest and then have you exert yourself like walk down the hall. If it drops to 88% or lower, then you qualify. Now, if it if sometimes they'll take it a one step further and also see, say you're at 95 or say you're at 90% while you're just resting, then you exert yourself and it's 88% or lower and then they put some oxygen on you, and then it goes back up to an acceptable level. You can then meet the criteria for, again, the insurance to pay for the oxygen. 
Eric, I was wondering if you'd mind uh, highlighting on oxygen at home as far as like uh, concentrators versus tanks and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Normally people, when they get an oxygen order, the doctor would like to patient the, for the patients to have portable tanks, which allows for running errands, going to the doctor's office and going outside the house. While you're inside the house, instead of having these big, big, big tanks, the company can provide what's called a concentrator. And that machine basically takes all the atmospheric air that's inside the room or the house and condenses it down and and increases the percentage of oxygen, then delivers it to the patient. Uh, It's just like being on a regular tank. And some insurances will provide also, instead of carrying around oxygen tanks to, to do your errands, they at times could set you up with a portable concentrator. But the portable concentrator, they have to do, again, the pulse oximetry and see if the portable concentrator can deliver the same amount of oxygen as your portable tank. So that is a possible alternative to wheeling around those tanks on the wheels and stuff. And the concentrator just fits like a backpack over your shoulder. And that's that's like all the rest of everything. It's meeting the criteria and having the documentation. And it, Absolutely. Course, it depends on what your insurance is and what's, what kind of things are paid for also. Yes. So again, Phil, you know, when in doubt, you know, do a little, you know, do do a shout out to your provider, your health plan, Medicare, or if you know a case manager or a discharge planner, they'll be happy to go over the uh, criteria for you. Um, so uh, that concludes our little segment about medical equipment. I, uh, when we come back from the commercial, we have a guest. So stay tuned, and we'll be back. The Informed Patient Radio Show. Hi, folks. It's Eric from the Informed Patient Radio Show. I'd like to tell you about some new friends of ours, Grateful Naturals. Pure Botanical Skin Care, headed up by Monica Mayer. They can be found on the web at gratefulnaturals.com. That's gratefulnaturals.com. Or give them a call at 323-379-4553. Let me tell you really quickly about what Monica has done. She has invented and formulated her own products that have no chemicals, no preservatives. In fact, it's products that are safe and non-toxic. And I've taken a look at it myself, and it is true. Go to their website and use promo code GONATURAL15. That's GONATURAL15 to save 15% on any purchase. So that's GratefulNaturals.com. And now, back to the program with Eric and Roy. Well, welcome back into the Informed Patient Radio Show. And today's guest is Monica Mayer from Grateful Naturals. Hello, Monica. Hi, how are you, Eric? Doing good. Thank you for coming in and talking to us. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. No problem. Well, I guess we'll jump right into it. Where are you from? Well, I was born in Florida, but I was raised right here in El Segundo, right next to the LAX airport. Oh, yeah. By the beach. By the beach. That's right. From I started kindergarten there all the way till high school. So that was where I was. wasn't born, but I was raised. So local girl, West Side. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, uh, well, you uh, 
you have grateful naturals maybe you can start talking to us about uh what you what you did before starting the company and what the company's all about so we'll like to hear about you a little bit about your background absolutely so i um like i said i grew up in el segundo and my mom did daycare so i was always around kids that was my thing and kids loved me so i went to college for a couple of years had a little um medical scare, took a break, and then decided to um, be a nanny. Oh. And it stuck. And I was a nanny for 11 and a half years. And I actually ended up being a professional nanny, you know, the last four or five, working for high-profile families. Okay. And I loved it. And it was great. And then I got married. And then I got pregnant. So then when I got pregnant, I realized, well, let's see. I don't know if I want to be a nanny who's going to watch my kid, right? So I um, decided to start researching what can I do as a mom and still take care of my baby. Okay. Um, Yeah. So in line with that, at the same time as that was happening, I was also – I've always been into more natural products, eating healthy, eating organic when you can. Um, And I did research on – natural products, what's in them, what's good for you, you know, being pregnant. And the biggest one was deodorant because I planned Mm. on breastfeeding and I was using a more natural deodorant, but the issue was when I became pregnant, it stopped working. Oh, All the hormones in your body when you get pregnant, those of you that have been pregnant or have children (laughs) know that they just go crazy. They go berserk. So um, I couldn't be stinky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) God forbid that. Yeah. And so that led me on a path to then find one that worked. Well, I couldn't. I I, Not not that was on the market on the shelf at the store. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, I can probably make one. Um, Oh, okay. Did some research and came up with a deodorant. Just use it for myself and – then some friends started asking and they're like, this is great. You need to do this. So then I was like, oh, I can do this. So then I, you know, reformulated and that put me where I am today is, you know, where we have our natural skincare line. When we, when you were tinkering in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, coming up with your first formulation for personal use, what yes. would, what was your first, you know, like, what was the first batch? What was in it? What, what, um, what and, and how'd you figure that out? So, I mean, anybody can just Google, type in DIY, uh, Deodorant, mm-hmm. and you're probably going to get coconut oil, okay, baking soda, um, either arrowroot powder or cornstarch. Mm-hmm. Uh, most times it's going to be cornstarch because that's what you find in your kitchen in your in your oh, pan- yeah. in your pantry at home. Yes. Yeah, um, and um, any kind of essential oil that you want to smell like. So lavender, oh, okay. lavender, lemongrass, orange, any you know any of those essential oils, or oh, okay. or no oil and just those ingredients. So you basically just you mix it up and it comes into a paste. Um, the issue with that is most people don't want to stick their finger into a pot to put deodorant on with their fingers. <laughs> um, you say that's what I had in my head. You're you're going do do do. Yeah. And people are like, making cookies. No, <laughs> I'm I'm making deodorant. <laughs> I was saying a little oatmeal and honey, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so that was great, except for the fact that coconut oil has a melting point of 76 degrees. So in the winter, totally oh. fine. It solidifies and it's great. Right. In the summer, you're having a melted big old mess. And I've noticed that when I use coconut oil in the little, um, you know, the little thing, depending on how the heat was out and outside, I'll come in and sometimes solidify and sometimes it's goop. Exactly. So yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, with trial and error, with friends and family and everyone that used it, I decided, okay, people want to use a stick. 
So then right. I had to reformulate into a stick, then incorporating shea butter and beeswax into the mix. Um, and those are two emulsifiers um, that firm it up, basically. That's okay. That, and um, that's the difference. So. Now, can you do that without the coconut oil? Or what, mm-hmm. what, what does the coconut oil actually do besides add – you know, lubrication. Can, okay. Yeah. So there's you know, the lubrication part where it helps it to glide on, but also okay. coconut oil is a natural antibacterial, which it kills bacteria. Ah. And what people, not everyone knows is when you have body odor, the reason you have the body odor is because of bacteria. Bacteria makes you smell. Yeah. So if you can kill the bacteria right. or minimize the bacteria, mm-hmm. you're going to remove that body odor. Okay. So it acts as an antibacterial bacterial and, and what else? Uh, so you also have the oh, the arrowroot powder helps to absorb the sweat, helps to absorb, does not stop it, helps to absorb it. Absorb it. Okay. Right. And um, the, shea, the shea butter acts as a hardening agent as well as a um, it's a moisturizer. Okay. So that's it keeps your it'll keep your armpits nice and soft. Oh, very nice. <laughs> soft and supple armpits. We all want that, right? Okay. So you so you're <laughs> in the kitchen and you're whipping up batches of uh, of uh, anti body odor, and uh, so um, when did it click that hey maybe uh, maybe the world would like to have this? Where what was? When I, when my friend, when people started talking about it to other random people, strangers, were then Facebook messaging me, how can I get your deodorant? And I'm like, okay, there's something here. And, um, you know, just the word, this little in a pot deodorant that I made in my kitchen was selling and people were loving it. I was like, okay, if I can, you know, make this into a product that everybody would like, you know, a stick. I think it would do well, and it did. It just it exploded. It went crazy. I mean, for the small, you know, on a small on a small scale for me as one person, right? Um, so yeah, it was it was exciting and fun, and it it like I said, I it all it happened while I was pregnant, and I gave sure. birth to my son. It was all kind of happening, but it was exciting because I found something that I lo- number one I loved, I was passionate about, right? Um, that worked, and that I could stay home with my son. Now here's the thing. How how did you go from kitchen to putting in a piece of uh, recyclable plastic and have the labeling, the whole thing? How what was the genesis of going from like I said the bowl in the kitchen uh-huh. to this? Um well, we still we still right now we're not quite in manufacturing quite yet. Okay. We're still in a test kitchen making it in a kitchen. All right. Um it's just getting the ingredients, really. It's ordering the ingredients and then the formulating was the biggest part. It took you know, probably six months to formulate the right amount of each ingredient oh, wow. um, to get it to where it was gliding on, working, not too much baking soda. So in the beginning, <laughs> um, we used more baking soda, but then several people were having issues with oh. breaking out with a rash. So I said, okay, we need to – luckily, they're my friends and family. So they're <laughs> my guinea pigs. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I oh. – I, I te- well, I would be backed off on the baking soda until they did not get a rash, but it still worked. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was this trial and error, basically. So you're – yeah. So, Monica, I, I see that uh, that you have a deodorant that's also for, for men. Can you – so it's not a one-size-fits-all deodorant, right? Correct. It – um, you know, everybody – all men and women, I believe, under their arms are made the same. You know, we all sweat and stink the same. Of course, some more than others. Um, however, men can also, you know, the biggest thing with deodorant has been being, you know, linked to, you know, cancers and other issues. Mm-hmm. Um, 
men can actually develop breast cancer as well, which a lot of people don't. It's not publicized as much as You're right. Women. Correct on that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the men's deodorant, we just basically uh, shifted the scent of it to be more appealing to men. But it's the same formula all the way around. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And we actually just came out with um, scents for kids. Oh. Which oh. is- Bu- Bubblegum flavor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fruity tooty. Fruity tooty, cotton candy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We, uh, we're doing- <laughs> I smell my armpit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I could just see that going around the school. Hey, smell. <laughs> I freaked the- Freak the parents and teachers I, out big time. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that that came about um, just like the men. So I have a husband who obviously wears deodorant. And he said to me, I don't want to smell like lavender or vanilla. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, want, yeah, I don't want the fellas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, John, you smell nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got to so, be manly. Manly, that's right. So that's right. we – um. Because of my husband, I, you know, developed the men's line, you know, and other moms and wives, you know, who goes to the market? It's the women. Mostly if, if you're in a relationship, usually the women go, go to the market right, and they right. buy all the products. So, yeah. um, women were something coming to me saying, do you have anything for men? My husband, accumulation of all that. And then same thing with the kids. I don't have a child who's of age, um, mm-hmm. To use deodorant, but all these moms are saying to me, hey, my kid stinks. I'm like, oh, you're, yeah, my seven year old? Wait, what do you mean your seven year old has body odor? I'm like, wow, okay, well, that's different from when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I started using deodorant when I was like 12, I think sixth grade or something like that. I think roughly when we were kids, yeah. Sixth grade. So it's now, you know, younger children are now needing something to help with body odor. So there is a market for that. Um, and, I want to obviously appeal to that market. Right. And so, so we're just coming out with that. Hopefully by this, you know, in the next month or two, we're going to be um, offering the kids deodorant. We're so, testing it out right now. I'm sorry. I don't know if you said, but you said the, the one for men, is it just, it's just not scented or okay. is it, uh, it, it, it just has a, a different fragrance? It, it has. So we, we, um, there are a couple of deodorants that we're using phylate free mm-hmm. fragrance. Phylates are what is toxic in f- traditional fragrance that you find at any, in any like air freshener or candle or deodorant or any kind of personal care product. Okay. So removing the phylates makes it less toxic. However, from the feedback that we had from our focus groups and our clients and panels is that people still don't want any kind of fragrance. Um, so we, um, we're going to, I believe still offer because some men don't care. They want that manly scent. This, the one we currently have right now has Mm -hmm. a phylate free fragrance. It smells like a cologne. You could smell it, Eric, right? It's like a cologne smell. Um, it doesn't, it smells just neutral. Actually, it doesn't smell foofy or it doesn't smell manly either. It just, it's, it's, it. it's a to me it's more of a neutral smell it's, yeah. it's, it's nothing I don't, that, I don't i don't think really anybody yeah. would be able no, it's, to it's, yeah. it's a nice it's a nice, nice clean but it's smell not, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a clean, not, it's not overpowering it's not right. overpowering it's a clean smell but yeah. we are going to um also offer it without any added fragrance which is just going to be very neutral it'll still work it's just not going to have that added fragrance to it and as well as the kids we're offering the kids in three different scents watermelon which is going to be phylate free fragrance um oh okay Lemonade, which is essential oils, 
and then oh. orange dreamsicle, which is also essential oils. So we'll have two that are essential oil based and one that has a phylate free fragrance. Some kids are just, you know, it just depends on. I could just see, you know, kids walking by and you, you turn around and go, I'm in the mood for lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is that? Yeah, that saliva is just working right up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, the news. There's, there's, there's uh, a huge spike in lemonade uh, sales. What's going on? <laughs> I can just see the whole product line: lemonade, a tutti frutti, yeah, silly strawberry. <laughs> I mean, you can go crazy with that. Actually, oh, really appeal to kids, and kids want to. Yeah, you know, uh, I've, you know, I, I know some, you know, uh, parents who have kids and they, I've noticed how like sometimes they want to be independent and they want to have their own thing. So, absolutely, and, you know, like they have their own type of uh, toothpaste, yeah. you know, like I said, silly yeah. strawberry and, it's sure. and, and fun stuff like that. that so may- if they, if that can be in the mix too, they can feel like, Hey, I got my own stuff. And, absolutely. You know, can- and it's, and yeah, they feel independent. It's theirs. It's not mom's, you know, and then. So, then yeah, it, so true, the yeah. reason why I call it kids and not people say, right. oh, tweens or teens. And I'm like, no, if there's seven-year-olds and deodorant, from seven till about eh, 11 or 12, they're kids. Once they hit 12, they're like, no, I'm an adult. Then, oh, they, right. then they're going to go into our – they're going to want our adult deodorant. Sure, there sure. is – you know, so that's, that's what I'm doing, kids. And then the regular line, which is any, like, 12-year-old who's, like, you know, preteen, they want what mom's using because they want to okay. be more like mom or more like dad, right? So right. Um, I'm appealing to, like, elementary school children where they are they want that fun scent, right? right. And that fun label where it's, like, bright and colorful and cute. And if it's in your backpack, it's something that's, yeah. you know, not boring. And the good thing about this, too, is it's all a natural uh-huh. product. So, you know, it's, you don't have to worry about all the things you hear about in the news, like, Oh, this one's got carcinogenic stuff in it or something that they're finding out now. So, sure. Which leads me into yeah. our, you know, what I wanted to go into next, which is yeah. what is in um, the deodorant sitting on the shelf at the market yeah. versus a natural deodorant and what you want in it and what you don't want it. Well, there's um, a couple of things. Phylates, which are in the fragrances, which are really – which are um, – toxic uh-huh. um parabens which have been proven to be a hormone disruptor um, um causing chronic diseases as well as developmental and fertility problems uh-huh. um, those are parabens which you do not want on your skin and then there's aluminum which is this big everyone's heard about aluminum what yeah. does aluminum do what is it why is yeah, it what, bad for me what, yeah what what go into really quick what why do they put aluminum into it and you know what does it do for us so um Antiperspirants mm-hmm. is just that it it stops you from sweating. Okay. Yeah. So aluminum, what aluminum does is, in in layman's terms, is it acts like a saran wrap on your skin. Oh. Not allowing your body to sweat. Well, your body's natural function is sweat is to remove mm-hmm. is to release toxins from your body mm-hmm. the stuff that your body should not have in it it releases it in sweat right animal sweat as well mm-hmm. um when you put saran wrap or aluminum mm-hmm. on your skin you are now bl- temporarily plugging those sweat glands oh. where's all that where all those toxic the toxic sweat where is that going where well that's staying right there under your armpit in those lymph nodes, in those glands, hence, oh, wow. hence causing issues. Yeah, yeah. You guess it could it could potentially cause a lot of you know issues. For doesn't doesn't sound like people. a good thing at all to me. No, you don't ever want to stop. No, but nobody wants to have embarrassing body odor. Though. Yeah. And the other, the other, I'm sorry, the other ingredients you were talking about. The uh, uh, let's see, sorry, pardon, pardon me, real quick. Um, the how do you say that? Full. 
pH phylate. To, yeah. What? what oh, phylate what, free. Yeah, what, what is what is that? So so phylates are similar to parabens and all you know aluminum as far as it's been known to mm-hmm. be linked to disrupting hormones. Right. But um, why did they put it in the product? What does it do? I know what the aluminum does. It cause you know it, oh, it kind of plugs what? up this the, the 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 small pores that sweat come out of. Well, but what about the other stuff? Why do they put it in? What is that? What supposedly what what do they do? Well, they are. I mean, to me, why do they put them in? Mm-hmm. I don't. I really don't know the need wow. for it. It's. I believe it's just a filler, like a cheap filler. And oh, okay. with with the frag oh. with the fragrance with the it the fi, the phylates with the fragrance. I think maybe it lasts longer. I'm not exactly okay. sure why they put phylate. Hmm. I mean, if there's That's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. I I actually don't know. I should do a little more research. Oh, okay, on that, no problem. But, <laughs> I just thought it was yeah. like it's like boy, you know, you would think they were just maybe some baking baking powder and some uh, aluminum. I you know why why all this extra stuff? All I don't. Sex. But yeah. maybe it holds it together or something like that. But. But you know, our listeners would probably now start googling it. Right? Uh, there <laughs> probably you go. like, what is that what stuff? What is that do? stuff? What does it do exactly? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Down. You're fine. Yeah. So, I mean, with with all those toxic ingredients, mm-hmm. and you putting it on your skin, and then you're re- so yeah. the other thing is twenty seconds after you put something on your skin, whether it's a lotion, a deodorant, mm-hmm. face cream, sunscreen. Yeah. In 20 seconds, it's absorbed into your skin. It's into your bloodstream. So Yikes. those phylates in the fragrance, <clears throat> the parabens, they're all now being absorbed into your bloodstream, and that's not good for and, you. You know, you're yeah. you're so right. And, and and as Eric and I, as nurses, are very aware that uh, that transdermal medications, for example, like uh, sometimes a patient will be in the hospital, put a nitro paste on their chest and, and that absorbs into their body. So everything that you're putting on your skin, like just like what you said, is, uh, you know, it's absorbing into the body. So you need to be aware what you're, what yeah, you're doing. If, if, yeah. If birth control can be in a little tiny square patch. Right. And that can affect Absorb your, if and, that can affect, and your, affect your hormones, your hormones, yeah. imagine that tiny little square patch affecting your hormones and stopping yeah. you from getting pregnant right. or the nicoderm patch that can stop you from getting cravings. Imagine putting lotion all over your body oh, or boy. putting deodorant under your arm. It's a much bigger surface area. So imagine how much of right. that is getting into your bloodstream yeah. and, and, and disrupting or, or messing with your hormones and your, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, I can tell you one thing. Um, just go to any store now and you, you, there is the paradigm shift that um, that is happening and people are becoming more aware. So there are a lot more products or companies that are that are catering to trying to go towards the more natural products. The only problem I've seen was something a look you know, like, hey, we're more natural and stuff like that. But I have on occasion pulled it off the shelf, looked at it. And at first glance, it looks great and it looks like it's all natural. But then I go down and then I start seeing some chemistry. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, your first three ingredients are natural. But then, you know, you, they just kind of fall back to, well, you know, you have to put some probably some stuff in to, to hold it together or something like that. So, I mean, I do applaud their, maybe their effort of trying to cater to, you know, to the changing need of the consumer. But I think everybody can agree that I think as a whole, we can do better. And I'm glad like people like you are kind of leading the way. And what, what mother would not want uh, to have more nat, really natural products to put on their children? Yes. I mean, that, and that's one of my, one of my passions, sure. um, is, if there are products that work and work well and have 
only truly, like you were saying, truly natural ingredients that you can actually pronounce. Yeah. Not etho, hilo, <laughs> you know, all those that like, you don't even know how to say it, right? That's right. Poly this. Um, why, why are we not right. using them? And, yeah. you know, and, and there are, and so that also goes back to, you need to read the label. Yeah. It can say natural on it, mm-hmm. all natural, and you look at the label and it's not because, you know, there's not the, you know, to what they put in the products is not regulated as yeah. strictly, right? So it just, you just need to read labels and just inform yourself. And people could say, well, you know, aluminum, it's natural in, uh, <laughs> in rocks and stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. And, um, I think the consumers have, you know, two, probably two demands with this. They probably will say, well, I do use that super extra dry, you know, double duty, you know, clinical strength, blah, blah, blah. Um, because frankly, yeah. It works. And, you know, I've, 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 I've used it too. And guess what? It, it does stop the sweat and stops the body odor. Now, of course, if I was given the choice of that product or a natural product that actually works, or at least with the body order just as well, well, yeah. And, and if it's reasonably priced, I think any consumer would say, well, well, sure, we'll go with the more natural. But I think throughout the last maybe 10 years, there's been a lot of companies that, of course, quote unquote, said our stuff is absolutely natural. And I've tried them and they didn't work so well, you know. So I think we the, the public still has more, you know, uh, learning to do. And then but once you come up with that product that really, really works, I think there's going to be it's a no brainer. I think people are going to gravitate towards it, you know, normally maybe. The other manufacturers will start to see that and then maybe say, well, what is the harm of coming up with more natural stuff? So it, 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 you know, you can complete the paradigm shift. But, um, so you have, I know you have the deodorant. What other stuff you have and or are in the process of coming up with? So, um, we have an all natural body lotion. Oh. Um, which is the, um, to help preserve it is rosemary essential oil. Oh. There is no preservatives. There is no parabens. There is nothing in it to preserve but rosemary. So there's a little bit of a scent of rosemary in it. And oh, we, and okay. we, yeah, which, and it smells great and it works amazing. So mm-hmm. we have a body lotion. We also have sunscreen, which we are in the process of getting tested to sell mainstream. Oh. We sell locally and all the moms love it. It's really great. It's, um, Non-nano zinc oxide is what, um, is the, the SPF. Also, we right. use carrot seed essential oil, raspberry seed essential oil, and those also too have a natural SPF in them. Oh, okay. So the combination of the three of those, the non-nano zinc oxide, the carrot seed oil, um, and the raspberry seed oil help to give it the SPF. Also has coconut oil and shea butter, which have very low SPS, but all those combined. But it helps with moisturization. Moisture, right? exactly. Moisture. Go- and the nice thing about wow. our deodorant is it goes on smooth, clear. It's not mm-hmm. goopy and sticky. Oh, uh, yeah. And white. Like, you know, you don't. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You try to put on a black shirt and you're like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. so yeah. And, um, we also carry lip balm. We carry tushy cream for babies. <laughs> as we were saying babies. Um, totally yeah. natural. Wow. Tushy cream. Um, 
What else do we have? I can't even think. We have a a myriad of products. So if you check out our website, you can see all of our products on there. Very nice. Yeah. Our number one seller though, by far, is the deodorant. That one is the one that everyone, that's like the gateway to our company. I think you sold me on that. (laughs) I mean, really, every every time when I, you know, shower in the the morning and I put on that deodorant, I'm always wondering like, gee, should I really be using this stuff or is there a different way? And I just never really investigated it before, but this... uh, this sounds really great. Great. Well, I'm excited for you guys to try it. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we'll get back to you and we'll yeah. let our uh, our audience know uh, how it's working. So I thank you for the the uh, the product. Uh, she yeah. provided me uh, a sample product. I will start using it tomorrow. Yay. And I will let our listeners know how it is. So we're coming to the end. We'd like to thank you for, for coming by. But how can our listeners uh, find out more about you or possibly get the product? So if you want to. So, yeah, you can go to our website, which mm-hmm. is www.gratefulnaturals. And it's spelled like you're a grateful person. So okay. it's G-R-A-T-E-F-U-L. Naturals. And then naturals with plural with an S. Correct. Dot com. Dot com. That's All right. right. And yep. do you have a phone number where they can, can they call you uh, or they, if sure. they have questions? They can, or they can email us. There's a contact okay. us link on our website, oh, but great. our number is 323-379-4553. Outstanding. So yeah, if anyone has any questions or concerns, we're mm-hmm. also on Facebook. Ah. Uh, so like good. us on Facebook, follow us on Facebook. We always do promotions and giveaways and some oh, fun, exciting things. Good. And Instagram as well. Okay. So folks, Instagram and Facebook, you know, Follow her on Facebook, uh, like her, and let's help, uh, you know, get her product line out there. So we're also going to put a link to our website so our listeners can hear, and I believe there's going to be a, a promo code that they can type in. Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. We're going to give your li- listeners a little discount to try our products. Outstanding. Okay. So, uh, if we'll have that link up, uh, as, as soon as, the, as possible, probably have it up, uh, later on this afternoon. And, uh, so, uh, check her out at, uh, Grateful Natural. So we want to thank Monica for stopping in. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Monica. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Oh, thank you guys. It was so nice to meet you, Eric, and meet you, Roy, and be here. And it was my pleasure. And I'm, I'm excited. So thank All right, you again. Great. All right. This is Eric and Roy saying tune in next time where we'll dispense some more helpful information. Bye for now. You have been listening to the Informed Patient Radio Show with Eric and Roy. For more information, please visit us at informedpt.com. Tune in next time for more information regarding the healthcare system and how it affects all of us.